today is Thursday, December 6th. It's really going to expose my uneducated mess of a mind that I oh, have in dude. sports. Man, you were, you were shooting here, and you hit, like, here. Am I just a dumbass? Which, you know, is very possible and actually might be a real thing. Your wrist position in neutral is actually not straight. Your wrist position in neutral is at a 15 to 20 degree incline. How close was your relationship with Campbell? He's personable. He's definitely a player's coach. It's weird that, like, someone would break up with you when uh, there was so much chaos. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Are you proposing childbirth microtransactions? <laughs> All right. So let me tell you about the reproductive system. If the first thing that you notice during someone's orgasm is the smell. <laughs> there's some questions that need to be asked. Untitled After Dark. Hello, this is episode number 29, and uh, Graham Valdez, I said your last name correctly, correct? Did I say that, Valdez? Valdez, yeah. Valdez. Graham Valdez is joining us tonight. Uh, He's a former Iowa Hawkeyes high jumper. Um, We're going to get right into this real fast because uh, we're on a uh, time. We're actually on a schedule this time. So, Graham. Graham, welcome in. To anybody who's who's watching and doesn't know who you are, uh, introduce yourself, who you are, what you're famous for, and why you decided to join us. Um, Well, I don't think famous is... A little hyperbolic but i, I see <laughs> collegiate personal well, best here though that's what i see so i don't know well yes so i am uh, and i actually i did literally did not mean to wear the iowa track pill shirt it's what i worked out in um i did mean to wear it to the gym because i definitely do the has been um move <laughs> of wearing my practice barrel to the gym so i am that guy but yeah i'm graham just like the cracker, same spelling uh went to iowa i was uh there from 2007 to 2012 uh, did high jump there was a uh, walk on was there from the dog days of when Iowa was track and field was finished in second to last and um, third to last Big Ten's not last we never finished last because that was a goal my first few years there at Big Ten championships don't finish last to uh, ultimately redshirt junior year one Big Tens finished top eight nationally and indoors I think that year's a team that's because we had some other guys that were ballers I did not contribute to the national. Um, finished that's for sure i was not there <laughs> um and then yeah i think we finished top five um big tens my last year in 2012 and then um ever since then track program's been doing pretty well and so then i like to try and just attach myself to it, like a pilot fish Do you guys know what a pilot fish is it's like the little ones that just yeah. attach to like the mm-hmm. sharks and feed off so that's where i'm at in my life now because 10 years later so definitely like doing that has <laughs> been moved but it's fun to watch they're successful but so yes Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, I do the has-been thing, too. I'll be walking around the gym in my old uh, YMCA soccer uniform. It only fits on my left arm, but, you know, that's besides the point. It, it doesn't matter. It's it, there. It, you know, people can see it. They're all like, yeah, he he knows what's up. He he did it. Yeah. He lived it. He Yeah, he played. He played the game. He can break <laughs> it down. He can analyze it. Who's your team? Soccer. Who's your team? Who's my team in soccer? I don't think he watches I soccer. Don't I don't I don't follow soccer a whole lot, but I'm you know casually started to get into it, working my way in with international play. How, how do you how do you play soccer and or use that as your go to for your sports example and then not even watch it? That hurts. 
I don't know a single person who didn't play soccer at the YMCA when they were in like <laughs> second grade. You know one now. Fair. I that's <laughs> apparently I do. That's Jeez. fair. But it's like you know, every everybody played soccer at some point. I oh no, I that was my number one sport. Um, the original plan was to go to college for soccer. I've really? locked into track. Yeah, I didn't. Track was very late in life. Track was yeah. How do you look into what might be one of the single most athletic things in sports? Um, in- <laughs> being gangly is one. Be start off that. Be gangly. Be That's skinny. fair. Um, That's fair. So, which I have in spades. Um, no, but I started soccer at four. Played so, was always naturally good at soccer. Um, mm. But I'm an August baby, so I was always young for my grade. Ah. And then I was a late bloomer puberty wise. So then not only that, just so just like a like a shorter, scrawny or really scrawny, gingery kid. Cause like when I had mm. hair it was red. Um so yeah, I started off with soccer and then got older and then always did well. Well then once once we moved from Illinois to Iowa, uh moved from Moline, Illinois, Quad Cities, shout out, what's up? Um and we moved to Iowa. Uh, that was right at eighth grade. I was supposed to start freshman year of high school. My mom wanted to hold me back because I was such a late bloomer. And they did the same thing for my grandfather, who was a big sports kind of phenom. That's where the genetics come from. Um, so they held me back. So then I did eighth grade two years in a row, but we were four hours from where I grew up. So no one knew me. And I was in new school. And then that was kind of the year like started going through. Went from like five, four like 13 year old eighth grader to then I was a 14 year old eighth grader went from like five, four to five, five, ten. started getting more coordinated athletic. Yeah. I went from like 14, five, when I was 14, I went from, from 13 to 16, I went from five, four, five, five to six, four. So I grew literally like, Holy like crap. Jeez. Yeah. That must've been a yeah, nightmare finding clothes and like just that fast. <laughs> it was, it was, Oh, I, I hardly like slept. Cause like, constant growing pains but yeah i just every time every pair of jeans every like few months was just high waters kept getting made fun of um you wake up and and be like mom i need new pants it's like those fit yesterday and you'd be like yeah Yeah, that's not that's not the reason why he needed new pants when he woke up (laughs) (laughs) i mean obviously all that too (laughs) pants pants and sheets please new pants and sheets um but yeah so then we moved to small town Iowa. They didn't have soccer as like high school sport. And oh, so I did wow. it freshman year. I moved to like right outside of Mason city, Iowa commute. We'd drive 30 minutes. So I'd go play like Mason city, like kind of club team. Um, and I mean, it was again, went well, but again, the plan was, I was like, okay, I can get, try and get recruited for soccer. But then we moved again after my freshman year of high school. So we're up by Mason two years, moved back to right outside of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, um, get a little bit closer quad cities. Didn't want to do the whole drive thing. Plus I started getting more into football since I was finally like getting a little bit bigger, more athletic football. I didn't get crushed all the time in football on like middle school. It was great. Not getting just flattened. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, football's a little bit more fun. Cause I don't absolutely suck. I'm not a tackling dummy. Um, so started getting more serious football and then, yeah, I got recruited for football basketball and track and then Iowa contacted me senior year because that's when I, I went six six in high school contacted me about being a, a walking on time and then that's how I ended up at Iowa just walking on as preferred walk on and then yeah soccer was just after freshman year of high school never really stayed with it 
We have somebody in so, chat who says Emmitsburg, Iowa represent. I don't know if you know where Emmitsburg is, but I don't know if you I do. They have maybe. I think it might have been a Cody Bezgear base key. Sick 400 runner when I was in high school. I think he was just dropping like 48s. I'm pretty sure he was a state champ. Uh, but he was just dropping like 48 mids, lows in the open four. Yeah, it was just it was, it was fantastic. I think. I could be wrong though, but yes, Williamsburg had a sick 400 runner. So in Iowa, is soccer a fall sport? Um, Soccer is... No, it's a spring Men's sport. Men's soccer Iowa. is a spring sport in Iowa, if I remember correctly. It is, um, it is a spring sport, and so the club team I was on because I didn't play any with school teams, so I was playing with club teams. So that was a problem when I was in Mason City. Uh, so okay. we were doing the fall, um, and then when we moved to outside, I went to Central City High School. When we moved, they had the club sports going on, but it was they were like 35, 40 minutes away to join like that's, a school a team and there it was just it was a whole process and it was just just didn't go through with it um but yeah the club stuff i think was in the fall but yeah school stuff was in the spring is, and we just wanted to deal is i think the closest City... school that had oh, go ahead sorry well i was just gonna say i think when we moved the closest school that had soccer was Lindmar. oh yeah i've i've heard of Lindmar. oh my girlfriend went there Nice. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So did a, so did so did another Iowa athlete, one that oh, uh, is very famous. All right, here it goes. Here many I'm, reasons. I'm, just, I'm waiting for. I'm waiting <laughs> uh, every. So I, uh, Finn texted me earlier in the week. So we we're having Grand Valdez on on uh, on the stream, and he said that he's former Iowa Hawkeyes uh, high jumper, and he was looking for. He was telling me, you know, we need a topic. I'm like, oh, what. We could talk about the Olympics. We could talk about track and field. I said, you can talk about your favorite person, Jordan Bohannon. And here it comes. I was just waiting for it. Every, every oh, time an Iowa person comes on, Jordan Bohannon has to become the words Bohannon or the, the. Uh, I was just in my computer engineering class, so I was calling it pointer, but I can't call it a pointer here. The, uh, a reference, any reference or, or uh, any similarities to uh, avoid name dropping, but clearly saying who he's talking about is going to come out. That, that's sure that's enough. Finn's that's Finn's <laughs> trick here. I guess what is it? And I'm moving because I hear my my little fat dog's whining. I don't know. He's old, so are we gonna see a, a dog gonna, dog cam? Dog cam gonna show up? We will not. But I'm just checking to see if he's whining because I'm downstairs. Um, oh, or this is you. Be, I don't know if he has to go outside. But no, I love we love, I love we love live shows. Jordan. I love bringing up Jordan Bohannon. It's well, yeah. I, I guess. I guess. Was there a question to that, or were you just no? Just just bring. I just <laughs> there's refer- never a reference to Linmar. Just reference to Linmar, okay. and then I was all like, "Oh yeah, we well, can so, talk about him." <laughs> well, I mean, he's a lot more well than I was. That's for sure. But I will say, Elsing one, it's brotherhood, obviously, opportunity. <laughs> Two, he has no idea who I am, so my my opinion doesn't matter. But no, I went to my actually, but little. So his brother was a year ahead of me at Limar and then went to Wisconsin. But then there's, I had a friend that was on the golf team at Iowa. So we met, I met his older brother once, but, and then my brother played for Bettendorf high school. Um, oh, okay. I was on, he was on the bench. So football? he transferred to my, actually my high school. 
No, for basketball. Oh, basketball. So my brother was played for Bettendorf the year they beat Linmar in the state championship because I was at that game. Uh, his brother's senior year. That's really the most connection we have. Otherwise, never even cross paths because again I'm old. So, um, <laughs> but he's brought me many joys just drilling three pointers over and over again. And I'm also very petty, so I don't care if you have a <laughs> shitty game. If your team wins, you can leave your shoes on someone else's court. I don't doesn't bother me. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But you, so Graham, you were a high jumper. I also used to high jump. I was awful. I was horrible. I did track and field because I liked track and field and I liked talking to my friends. Uh, that's why track's great. I mean, it's the most participated in varsity sport in high school and across the country. And I tell you what, in college, it's awesome because every meets co-ed for the most part. Um, Are you saying something there? Like, Are you <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a great time. There's no hint. It's a very, you know, it's co-ed. Yeah. I mean, you have you have individuals that are 18 to 22-year-olds, mm. and all of them are in the best shape of their lives. So you have a lot of hormones and great genetics all crammed together in very little clothing. It's very tight. So, yeah. so it is just, that's basic I, biology. Yeah, so. I'd, assume, I'd assume it's an absolute party. But you, during the Olympics, I saw you on Twitter a lot, just going off about track and field as it was going on. And I remember track and field and volleyball were the only two things that I even attempted to watch for the Olympics this year because I couldn't find anything ever. Yeah, it was, yeah, I know. It was, that was frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awful. But I remember watching, the, watching track, and, track and field and uh, – you know, before we really talk about your time as a D1 athlete back in the dark ages, um, who stood out to you the most during the Olympics this year in track? Um, Ryan Krauser, shot put performance was amazing. I think every throw he had, six or five out of the six, um, broke the Olympic record. I think it maybe is, yeah. Jeez. So broke the former Olympic record. He broke because he broke it within, I think, his first or second throw. Um, that performance, Sydney McLaughlin, the 400 hurdles, the 400 hurdles just dominated. Oh. 400 hurdles, men and women's races were, yeah, ungodly. Yeah, that race has always pissed me off so much because it looks so effortless, and I'm like, stop, come on, no, um, it's not fair. It looks, it looks painful. It always looks painful. But yeah, it, the, the dude from uh, what Forholm from Norway, he made it look mm, a little oh bit. Oh my god, yeah, right? that race! Holy crap, Ry Benjamin. I mean, that was the next step in human evolution, in my opinion. It was amazing. But then Cindy McLaughlin, too, made her, her world record again yeah, yeah. look easy. And then, Del yeah, Delilah Muhammad, yeah, it was, um, it was, yeah, I mean, track and field this year, it was very entertaining to watch. It was prideful at some point to Allison Felix also because yeah. he again the, well, I'm the old guy so I remember when Allison I remember having ESPN the magazines back when like they still sent out ESPN the magazine I'd get every I had a subscription when I was like 13 years old till probably when I was 16 17 I'd always they'd have the big pictures they usually had the posters like I had athlete posters pictures all from the ESPN the magazine all over my room but I remember reading the article when Allison Felix went from from uh, high school straight to pro 
I think she had some offer from USC, but she just turned mm. pro. And I remember thinking like 18 pros, it just blew my mind. And then now we're in our mid thirties. I think she's 35 and I'm 33 and she, that's her last Olympics, but then seeing her go out like that. So I was pretty jacked um, yeah, for that man. one. So that's probably personally my favorite one, Allison Felix, because I'm old and she's quote unquote old, even though she showed the younger ones how to do it still. So I was pretty excited about that one. And then just seeing some other people, Will Clay didn't do well, but men's triple jump was pretty cool. But I would say probably most impressed I was with the 400 hurdles events. Guy jump, you, high jump annoyed me. Can you, can you imagine breaking a world record and losing the race? I was just about this. I wanted to bring that one up. Cause I was, I was thinking, man, if you tell people like, yeah, I broke a world record in the Olympics. Oh, nice. But I got silver. What? Like you? I can ish ish. So I imagine it would be like, cause I've PR'd before mm. gone like six eleven at a meet. You go six eleven, you PR. That is nutty high. Great. Yeah. But then you still finish sixth. And then like... the guy that won went seven, six. <sighs> and then you're just like, well, that kind of sucks. I mean, yeah, I, that was awesome. I did well, but then I still lost. That, that is so world-class height. Well, yeah, the guy I lost to eventually became a gold medalist in the Olympics. So I imagine it's like that, but just, just you know, times like a yeah. thousand. Yeah, it'd be like, but I broke a world record. But the thing is, you yeah, you, you're at the Olympics. You get second or third or whatever. You're at the Olympics yeah. still. So that's, you fall back on that. You're like, well, still suck it. Yeah, I was just yeah. at a conference meet in college, like still like tears down. Mm. So sure. Yeah. I mean, to be the second fastest human ever doesn't suck either. Yeah. It's really perspective how you look at it. Yeah. It's you're right. It's always going to be perspective with anything. It's, it's humbling. I mean, that type of stuff is humbling, but it's because I think that's what gets, I think that's why I like track and field so much. And also kind of what's, wrong with sports because whenever anything happens it's always a quick to who won who lose like for some reason somehow like super bowl losers feel god awful i mean i know maybe personally for them you know it's like ripping your heart i'll listen to a podcast peyton manning talked about it's like if you're having your heart ripped out you know he's like would you rather go eight and eight you win the last game of the regular season but you don't make the playoffs, but you're ending on a high, or would you rather lose your 14-2 team that loses in the NFC or AFC championship? And it's like heart ripped out. It's like, well, I'd rather have the heart ripped out because at least you're closer. So I guess for the athlete, that makes sense. But for the fan, I feel like, especially the way we talk about sports now, we're always ready to pile on the people who lost the Super Bowl. people, And that's why I like track because it's like the ultimate opponent, really, at the end of the day is a measuring tape or the time stopwatch. It's always raised against yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's pushing yourself because you, there's, I mean, yeah, you have competitors, but it's not like wrestling or tennis or it's individual sports where you're going. It's just, mm. it's like swimming. Swimming's very similar, obviously. Yeah, that's what I was going to um, equate it to. Yeah. It's, what is it? Like, what? Caleb Dressel, is that his name? The yeah. American. Uh, yeah. Super fast guy. That, yeah. I mean, Aquaman, the real yeah, Aquaman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> This is Ameri- just a sweet, just American yeah. eagle, like ball eagle. These colors don't run type tat. Um, 
I watched him and I was like, I'm proud to be an American. Hell yes. Well, did you, did you see? It's like he did the wingspan and just lats. He literally had yeah. fins. He looked like a stingray. I'm like, oh, okay, that's why you're genetically just <laughs> built to just glide through water. Like your lats are lats and lats. Dude, the, the feathering on, on his lats, I was like, holy shit. Is he yeah. well, like, like, like he would, well, he would like, make uh, Ronnie Coleman cry with that feathering. Do you guys know the name Connor Dwyer? Yeah. Yeah, actually. So he was he was a gold medalist. He was on the relay team. I think he might have been on the last relay Phelps was on. So he graduated, he finished up at Florida, but he was a freshman at Iowa the same year I was freshman. So he, he we lived on the same floor and then he tra- he got really good. Iowa was in a top tier swimming program. He got really good at Iowa and then he went to Florida. But just I cause I remember seeing him freshman year, a swimmer, I mean, long arms, mm-hmm. gangly kind, but then seeing him at the Olympics, how much bigger he got. And I'm like, you're a genetic freak. <laughs> like that makes sense. I'm like, your arms were like, the wingspan was mm-hmm. absurd. Cause I remember seeing him in person just being like, are your fingers tickling your knees? Like what's going on there? <laughs> That's, Oh, you're a swimmer. That makes sense. Okay. And no. then, you know, got people transfer when it comes to sports a lot. It, transfers happen a lot more across all sports. I think that's one thing with D1 sports. People don't realize it's just obviously football, basketball, it's much more important. So people are much yeah. more aware there, but like no one cares if the gymnast transfers or the track right. person transfers, but yeah, it happens a lot. So he tra- he was gone and then like, Oh, whatever happened to him? And it's like, Oh, he's at Florida, you know, he's an all American just dominating. Like, oh, okay. Oh, he's on the Olympic team. Oh, he has a gold medal. Well that, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, you could flex some people with that. You say, <laughs> Hey, I was, I lived on the same floor as an Olympic gold medalist. Oh my God. I've, do you know how, yeah, I yeah, I try and work into most conversations somehow that I was a D1 athlete. Could you imagine if you had a gold medal, even being an Olympian? That's why I say, like, how would you feel, back to your question, if you yeah. ran a world record but then got second? I don't know. I would feel shitty in the moment, but two weeks later, I'm definitely updating that on my, like, Tinder profile. Like, <laughs> second fastest man in the world, second highest high jumper in the world, yeah. Yeah, it's like, no. you know, you it's might, like you might you're want to be playing careful for a though. mortgage. You might want to be careful with uh, having second fastest in the world on your uh, Tinder profile, though. <laughs> Definitely should have the race specified. Yeah. Definitely should, yeah. <laughs> that is, you that's know, fair. That's a, the detail. I could, just, that's I could just imagine some people applying for a mortgage and it's like, yeah, I once, uh, I once tackled Spencer Radler. You know, it was, it was a great time. It was a great time. It's like, yeah, Did you, but oh, that's wait, not going to help on. you here at Rocket Mortgage. <laughs> the uh, well, one, it's called one, two. So before you could just go, well, the thing is, if you take Jackson Spencer at the go to Enterprise, because they're employed Division One athletes all the time. And I'm not kidding. That is a big, I have a lot of teammates that work for Enterprise. Whenever I saw those commercials, I they employ a lot of D1 at, I'm just like, they're not lying. You sent like, Kind of interviewed with Enterprise, and they knew you were D one athlete. They're basically going to bring you on. <laughs> what? That's so weird. No, I could, I could yeah, see like, it because you're a name. So you're going to probably. It's not even the. It's not even the name. It's just. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, one of the, I guess, stigma people think D one athletes. They think we're you know football players, basketball, whatever it is. Think dumb jocks are getting help, like free people doing homework for them or different things. Like especially North Carolina, those rat bastards. You know, North Carolina effed it up for all of us because when, when i was back in my day the first one i said has been quote we couldn't do online classes at all 
so like when you're for when you're as an athlete and i'm not sure i'm assuming it's all levels but like because my freshman year was the inaugural year of the big 10 so 2007 um was my freshman year at iowa that was the first year big 10 network started i remember watching in my dorm room the michigan um app state appalachian appalachian state game i remember watching um because i my first game that year for iowa I said my face earlier, the Facebook memories popped up 14 years ago. Oh my God. Gross. Um, <laughs> um, it was Iowa Syracuse. It was a night game. So I remember being in my dorm room waiting to go tailgate because I didn't drink at the time. And so watching that game on Big Ten Network, I'm like, holy shit, Michigan just lost. And then whatever went to tailgate. So we had are like i think that first week of classes like syllabus week they have all the athletes all the teams we went to one of the big buildings the auditoriums one of the basically essentially like what's big lecture hall following all the athletes there and they talk to you about basically do's and don'ts all the stuff at that time facebook was still in its early i think at that point facebook you still had to have a college email address to get a facebook account that was like the glory days of facebook it was oh, it was heaven it was like eden like, think of how <laughs> shitty Facebook is now and just think of the exact fucking opposite. Because all it was was literally a bunch of, like, horny college kids just firing off statuses. Like, Graham is – like, I see my Facebook memories now, and it's you see your statuses. Like, Graham is going to class. Graham is on the bigger and better things. And it's fucking lame but awesome at the same time because you remember what it was like. And you didn't have to worry about your Nana seeing your Facebook or your fucking crazy ass, like redneck uncle just saying like, fuck mask. Yeah. Like none of that bullshit. Um, it was eaten. And then Mark Zuckerberg's, you know, pissed on it. So thanks. He was a serpent and Eve all at the same time, whatever. Yeah. Moving on. Sucked his up. Uh, Yeah. So I don't even know where I was going with that. Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. So it's Facebook slideshow. Um, so they literally had a Facebook slideshow doing don'ts where we couldn't have for pictures because if you're an athlete at Iowa, you know, and I'm, I'm sure most university schools have this, like you're representing. Uh, so they, they, they would have people on the athletic department make create fake profiles or they had like the younger staffers try and add you on Facebook so then that way they get access to your pictures and see if you're posting stuff. Track team, by that, by the way, I would say we were very bad at that time, was predominantly that Facebook slideshow. We like to joke around that our, our drinking team had a track problem. So that's where kind of our <laughs> priorities were when I got in freshman year. So like I said, I used to not drink, quickly changed. Peer pressure is a mother effer. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, so, but they, the, thing I remember most is they're going through the do's and don'ts, the Facebook slideshow, which by the way backfired because by the time I was a senior, I realized it was like a badge of honor because I ended up on it. Wasn't my fault. It was a volleyball <laughs> players. Um, she accepted one of the athletic department's friend requests and then saw oh. our triple Xmas. Yeah. We had a triple Xmas party. She saw all the photos because it wasn't from okay. mine. He told me because he was laughing about it. I was like, that's, sucks um so i ended up on it because i was in a santa hat and tiny red underwear with the, some teammates and some play, oh, there you players go. there you go it's hey it was we were celebrating jesus okay hey, you Christmas, know hey so 
Whatever it, yeah. whatever it takes. You were leaving space for Jesus. It, you know. He lived in the desert climate. We were just trying to mimic the abortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That time of year. <laughs> um, so it's a pagan holiday anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, it's just look, look. I grew up Catholic, kids. You know, I, you know, you're an atheist. You grew up Catholic. Anyway, um, <laughs> you're very nah, right there. Get, you're you're yeah, so right. Make it religious, but not an atheist, but just saying christmas is pagan anyway i was a history major college. <laughs> i did like class well that was back to it i was a walk-on so i was at on an academic scholarship so i had to go to class i had to keep my gpa at a certain level and i that's why i chose history don't use it i'm in sales now so that's worthless but yeah. um use it as a um it was a fun class a fun degree to go to because it was interesting to go to but anyway Facebook slideshow was a badge of honor at that point. So the underclassmen always come up to you like, oh, I saw you on the Facebook. Damn it. But then the thing I remember most is they had literally a stack. I don't know if everyone can see my hands. Just a stack of papers. And it was you literally, we went through the entire thing. Every page essentially was signing and you were just signing your life away. And essentially it's because with Big Ten Network media rights deal, every sport's going to be on TV. So it was that you giving your permission to use your name, image, likeness, and not get paid for it. No, not recoup anything. It was you Damn. understanding you can't take certain benefits. It's you. I remember you had to write down your car. If you had a summer job, you had to write down the summer job, how much money you made, how much you got paid. So, and you're trying to think, you're like, I don't have my pay stubs right here. So, and technically, if you wrote too much of an amount or you're off and the, they wanted to be dicks about it and say, so, like, you know, hey, I made. 16 grand this summer and then really i made 18 grand but i just didn't know i mean if they want to be ncla want to be dicks about it they could audit they're not going to they don't have the manpower but it's just shit like that and it's like okay if you got a car then how'd you get this car so it was just literally sign your life away and if yeah and that was every year for and it was literally two and a half three hours out of your night that you're just sitting in this auditorium going through all these documents signing. And the thing is, is the athletic, the associate athletic directors reading it to you. There's some, a lot of people from the athletic department or a lot of people there. And they're just making sure that you're going through listening, signing. It can't be on your phone. Like you can't be fucking around. It's just, you're going oh, through this thing. Suck. and they're re- Yeah, it does. Well, I mean, so back in 07, all though, your what, friends that don't do, what, what well, all your friends that do? don't do sports. <laughs> um, I had a flip phone. I had like one of the Verizon flip phones. Yeah. It's great. Motorola I miss flip phones. Dude, I had one of those up until 20, I wasn't that 2017. Fancy. No Razor. I wasn't that fancy. But I had yeah, a, flip I phones had an, were great. I had an LG flip phone up until the summer of 2017. Nice. It's all nice. I needed. It's all I needed in high school, man. You just you got to make calls. You got to make texts. That's it. Nope. Makes sense. But um, so that's the biggest thing I remember when it comes to just kind of like, God, I don't know. I was a small town Iowa kid. So my first time doing that, I was like, well, this seems intense. And then obviously if you get old each year, you get used to it, but it's just kind of an example of like little bullshit things that you don't really think about that you have to do like yeah. as an, so like as my friends that don't play sports are going and hanging out, but it doesn't, I mean, in college, it's usually just drinking, but I don't know, going and doing whatever they wanted for the next right. few hours. Maybe it's study. Cause it's during the week, it's syllabus week. I mean, let's be honest, no one's studying. But anyway, correct there. Just go and do whatever for three hours. It's instead I'm going through this bullshit. Yeah, dude, that would be that. That feels like it would be the absolute pits. But at the same time, you know, as somebody who, you know, 
like the most recognition I ever got for sports was I accidentally made a three pointer in a varsity basketball game and the crowd just went absolutely ballistic. Uh, I got a free package of. How do you accidentally make a three pointer, by the way? Hold on, backtrack to that. um, Because I was a center. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but below the NBA, if a center is shooting a three pointer, usually the team's going to be running the next morning. <laughs> Fair enough. No, my parents are basketball coaches, so yes, yeah. I get it. They were both. It's, my mom was the varsity women's coach. My stepdad was the varsity men's coach. He was my coach basketball. <laughs> so I get it. I understand. Yeah, it was, you know, I make in, I make it. And at that point, our coach was just like, look, if you ever get in and you get the ball, just shoot it. Like, we're going to be up enough that, like, it doesn't matter if you're chucking up 40 shots a game. So where'd you go to high school at Nebraska? I went to uh, I went to a small town uh, called Beatrice, about forty minutes south of Lincoln. So if you're if you're small town Nebraska, but you're center, then you're probably what six four, six five, six four, yeah, yeah, makes sense. That's what most centers are: smaller town, small yeah. town, small town Midwestern basketball. They try to put yeah. me at six because uh, I'm six five. They try to wanted me at center. <laughs> uh, but thankfully, my stepdad was my uh, was my coach at my sophomore year. I moved from really good high school freshman year, really good basketball team to sophomore year, really terrible basketball team, like literally longest active losing streak in the nation, like going 54. Wow. Um, yeah. My junior year, my stepdad took over. That's when my brother moved in from the from Bettendorf. So he would get playing time because my stepdad wanted him to get recruited because my both my parents played college basketball. Um. And so he became our coach. We won our first game. They actually legitimately did a news story on us because we broke our losing streak. They did a news story my sophomore year because we had like the longest losing streak in the nation. Then they did a story on us our junior year of high school, my junior year of high school, because we finally won a game and actually won two games in a row. We went like four and whatever. But did the, was there? Please tell me there was a parade for that too. <laughs> no, there wasn't. <laughs> but so I get it. But that was the first thing I was. Six four my sophomore year, so they wanted me to play center, but my yeah. my parents wanted me to go to college, and they're like, "There's no six four, six five centers in college. Yeah. Like you start working on your jumper." So, but no, I get it. So if you accidentally made a three, but you played center, that makes sense. But yeah, tall, they, gangly little fella, six four. I like it. Yeah, it was water. it was it was tough, man, being six foot four and like 135 pounds senior year. It's the worst. It's the worst. And like and like I was eating so much. It was constant. Yeah. Like. It was constant food going in, and I was I did cross country. I uh, I was a high jumper. Uh, I was a high jumper and four hundred runner in track. Dude, cross country was so much fun. You kidding me? I would go through and I would just try and have conversations during the JV race, and I'd be going through and I'd be finishing in like eighteen, nineteen minutes. So it's not like I was slow in a five k, but I'd be like trying to have conversations with people the whole time, and they'd be like, dude. I fuck you. I hate you. And I'm like, hey, man, hey, I'm just trying to be friendly, whatever. And I'd move on to the next guy. And that's, I mean, that's, I hate long distance running. That's why I try to get good at track because I hated having yeah, to run. Yeah. I ran in high school, <laughs> but I did football because I didn't want to do long distance. I don't like cross country, but I like watching it because I think it's mm. badass. I just don't want to do it myself. I love like watching, a- I love watching people race. Like Mo Farah, oh, one yeah. of my favorite athletes of all time. Oh. The uh, actually, so the reason I went to Iowa is because of long, the one of the long distance runners. I never met the high jumpers on my visit, so 
I got recruited. They started recruiting me my senior year of high school. Um, the coach, the field event coach happened to be at the, in an indoor meet. I, it was basically like indoor state. It was Dickinson relays, okay, not sure, technically sure. indoor state, but it's just a big meet. I finished second. I went like six, four. And my PR at that time was like six, four and three quarters that I jumped over the summer at a summer meet. And so he called me because he saw me jump six, four, started lightly recruiting me. Um, definitely walk on status because all the, but I knew I, I obsessed because I grew up a diehard Iowa fan. Great grand, great, great grandfather played there, but family's diehard Iowa fan. So I always wanted to go there and play a sport. I didn't care what sport that it makes was. Sense, though, was too. Iowa Jersey. Uh, You're from the quad city. Jacked, so, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but we went to our, um, so got recruited later, whatever was doing, um, got, what was it? I think two weeks, two weeks later I had a meet and like the next week I was supposed to go on my recruiting visit. And in that time I PR'd by two inches. So I went from like six, four to six, six. So then my recruiting visit, they were a lot more excited about me being there, but they had messed something up because it was just an unofficial visit. I never went on an official visit. And then the, um, the high jumpers were up by like the indoor track watching tape. And then, so, and I was at the outdoor track with everyone else, but I just remember sitting there watching and his name's Micah Van Denen. And All-American long-distance runner, did cross-country for Iowa, didn't run track until his third year at Iowa because of injuries. Oh. But I remember, yeah, he had so many injuries. They wrote an article. I think he I think he might have been a sixth-year senior. Um, I think he was a fifth-year my freshman year, and I think he had a six-year of eligibility. They wrote an article like the school newspaper, Daily Iowa, they wrote an article about all of his injuries, all of his surgeries. It was absurd. But every time he ran, he bought, the first time he ran the 5,000, he broke the school record. First time he ran the 10,000, he broke the school Coming record. Coming back from Big injury? He was All-American. Yeah, he didn't wow. run his until his third year at Iowa because of all his injuries from cross-country. He was cross-country All-American. But then the first time like, he finally got to run was at like, Big Ten Championships, broke the school record one Big Ten. That's, it was, he's, like, that's impressive. The story is absurd. But, so my, my senior year of high school is 2007 season. And – we were just me and my mom sitting there in the stands. Most everyone's pretty much gone. And we we're just waiting for one of the coaches to come grab us. I think it was a field events coach. He's finishing up with the throwers to come grab us to go on recruiting dinner. And so I'm just Mike watching Micah work out and he's just doing repeat four hundreds. And I lost count. I don't know. I lost count probably at six or seven. I don't know how many he did. He just kept going and he kept hitting 56, 50, like just 56. And then I think like the last one he hit like 54 seconds. And in my and at that time I was I ran the open, I ran the four hundred in high school and I was running like fifty twos mm. and it was very hard and it was awful <laughs> and uh, he was dropping fifty four just repeat fifty six and and on my mind and then I remember he got done he like collapsed he started throwing up and his mouth was so dry because it was like unseasonably hot in April in Iowa and he was like pulling like the vomit out of his mouth. And then I just remember thinking, I'm like, if this guy's going that hard, just him down here. I'm like, I want to come to this fucking school. And because I was like, yeah, screw that. Like D2, D3. I'm like, I want to, come, I want to be on this team. I want to. Uh, yeah. No, that, that feels like it'd be insane. Like you see that and you're like, if if that's what they make, sign me up. 100%. And then or you're just, actually. I was just. Yeah. It was just more of if he's willing to go that hard out. Cause at that time, again, cause I was coming, I just wanted to be good at sports. 
because mm. I went from a good high school basketball team, like I said, pretty good high school sports with to just it was awful. We did terrible. Um, and I come from a competitive family. Most I there's between like aunts, cousins, everything on my mom's side of the family. There's I think eight or nine college athletes. Um, yeah. And so we're all pretty, so we're pretty competitive family. The year Iowa, we won big tens, my junior year, Mike, I also had a cousin that won big 10 championships in baseball for Illinois. Um, so we're at the next Thanksgiving with our big 10 championship rings. So sport work, I come from a competitive family and athletic family. So uh, getting to Iowa, I just, I wanted to be good at sports. I saw it as an opportunity. So seeing that is what made me want to go there. First few yeah. years, like I said, we suck because I've got distracted, and eventually we figure out the priorities right. thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The drinking team finally decided to switch sports. Yeah, well, it was, it was so my first few years there. My main thing there when I got to, I mean, obviously everyone's different with their own experience, but I was heavily like recruited D three. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact, so the fact that Iowa Dream School even started recruiting, that's why I wanted to walk on. But the other thing is too is. I didn't want to be a big fish, small pond. I want to be, I'd rather be a small fish in a big pond. Try and like, right. if I'm going to lose, I'd rather lose to like the best of the best, which happened. So I got to experience. <laughs> um, yeah. You lost to an Olympic gold medalist. I don't know. I don't know yeah, how much exactly. bigger that gets. Doesn't hurt to say lost to a world champion too. lost to Olympic, two Olympic gold medals, two different ones. Wow. He was a silver medalist, but because of doping, they took the Ukrainians gold medal away. So yeah, suck it. Yeah. Two back to back. What's up? <laughs> um yeah back to back medals losses air canard dare true and shout out uh <laughs> but uh yeah so i just went at my first i mean guess year and a half two years i was just like don't get cut was just my main thing like don't get because our freshman year was the largest incoming class for the track team oh, and shit. they just said yeah and they just said you know we want you guys to be the ones that help change the culture bring a big 10 championship here. And so eventually we did because my senior academic senior year, redshirt juniors when we won big tens and that was first time in 44 wow. years. Okay. But you first get to college campus. And I guess that's kind of the first thing with, I guess if being a division one athlete, maybe people don't think of it. It's definitely a mind F that's for sure. Um, I can see it's it. a mental it's oh God. And I, and we didn't even have social media. Like I said, Facebook at that time was e. And that was really the only social media platform. MySpace was in its dying days. There was no Twitter. There was no Instagram. Twitter at that point, I think know, it was were, like a year old. Yeah, it wasn't a thing. I mean, I remember, it, it wasn't. I remember this summer going into my freshman year of college. I remember being at a party in Oak Lawn, um, Chicago. I was up at a Dave Matthews Band concert. We went to my my best friend in uh, high school. His his uh, family, his mom's side of the family was from Oak Lawn. So we went up to Chicago. Went with his cousins to this party, and someone had an iPhone, like the first iPhone. And I remember seeing, and that was the first. I'm like, that is crazy. I'm like, how do you even answer? And they're like, oh, you slide it. So smartphones weren't even a thing. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And I got to college, and we were going to parties or whatever. We um, go to the track parties. Well, my buddies eventually they had all the athletes in the same dorm at Iowa, mm-hmm. so we all were in Hillcrest. The only team that wasn't was baseball. Ah, uh, Hillcrest separated from us. Yeah. Crest. So we were in the crest of the hill, uh, which was great, which is my favorite because you'd be in the cafeteria. It's all windows look overlooking the Iowa River. Yeah, I think is Hillcrest still, I think footprints. I think Hillcrest is is has the reputation of being the the nice dorm, the one that everybody wants to go to. 
I remember correctly. Uh, it was. I mean, they built brand new ones. That's for sure. It still but, is. Uh, I, I got buddies over I've, at, at I've Iowa. Tour, I've toured those new ones. I'm not. I don't know, man. I wasn't a huge fan, to be honest. I mean, Hillcrest had the cafeteria. It was great. So, and then, um, I just, I don't know. I like the stuff. It was nice. When I, there was nice enough. It was fun dorm, but they cattled all the athletes there. That's for sure. Um, so, but you be, so you become friends with like, um, there's some football guys that eventually went pro or whatever that were big recruits there that you become friends with. And so some of my buddies that were on the team, it's our freshman year. And we'd be walking apart or different things and we'd be walking past downtown or we even just be maybe out downtown, not even like out drinking, just out going mm. to get food or whatever. And they would just get stopped by random like middle-aged men and be like, Oh, they're like, Oh, you're so-and-so and they drop their name. And like one of my buddies, he was red shirting. He was like the third string quarterback. He was a big time recruit. He ended up getting switched to receiver and going throwing that. But they said his first and last name or whatever. And like, cause we were walking to like, I think we were walking to a house party, working to get food. A couple of guys, 40 or 50, saw us and then stopped him and said, you're so-and-so and dropped a bunch of high school stats. And then we are walking away. I'm like, do you know those, those guys? And he's like, I've never met them in my life. And so that was my first of like, holy shit. So I can't even imagine now with Twitter and all that stuff, just the access yeah. of how much of a mental mind F. Mm-hmm. Like, just like drop, dropping high school stats good that's, god that's, that is dedication that makes me feel that's creepy creep. though creeped out though like it, if it if, was it was very creepy that is i'm like that it, that was the react they were like it wasn't flattery i'll tell you that much <laughs> when I, I said like when, uh, when i asked him i was like do you know he's like never met that person in my life and i'm like that's weird and i remember making the joke one time because it happened to a few other ones and i remember someone recognized me from high school track like because i never got recognized for sure definitely not by middle-aged men someone recognized me from high school track i think it was some kid random kid at a party that maybe i competed with at like state or Drake. Mm. But I made the joke of like, oh hey, I like playing this on the football team. Like, oh, I have groupies too. Obviously, joke, but <laughs> that was just like, just it was the because they tell you when you get there, like people are like paying attention to you or have attention on you, and they're kind of waiting for you to mess up. And when you see like the attention that football, basketball players get. And it just and little things like that, you're like, that's effing wild, and it's kind of creepy. So then that's why, like, during the Olympics, I guess, going back to it with the whole Simone Biles thing, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. mental health is – I can't imagine being on that level. It would uh, – yeah. I mean, I could see how people – that's definitely a big-time stressor because – I mean, she had teammates. She, yeah. She had teammates saying, like, if we were going to do what she did and not be 100% focused, not be like, I'm here, I'm ready, they, they were like, I, we'd, I'd break my legs. Yeah, it's yeah. dangerous. Can you imagine being that good? You know, you're so good that you get penalized for being that good. And people are all like, you should, you need to compete. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people haven't done anything like, oh, just yeah, soft. You're soft. Oh, no. Yeah. Or she just doesn't want to paralyze herself. That's, yeah. Know, there's that too. <laughs> it's like, she, I can even, guarantee you. Even she'll be when able you're to... in the right mental state, yeah. every gymnast, while I was at Iowa, it seemed like there's a new gymnast every week in a knee break, immobilizer. Like, what? What happened to you, a torn ACL? Which, yeah. Okay. Didn't that just happen to like three other people in the last three weeks? Why do you, why do you and, keep doing this sport? And, and, you know, there are some athletes that are just at a freakish level like Simone Biles. I can guarantee you she'll be back in 2024 ready to try and compete for the United States. 
because I hope she is, but she's, she's, yeah, she's, she's just that like an physically an X-Men. Yeah. Built yeah, of yeah. some sort. Built yeah. Different. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Stan Lee wrote her into something uh-huh. and next step in evolution. Obviously. Yeah, no. And like, we're, we're seeing so many things that are just like that. So many athletes that are just like that. And it's all starting at the c- collegiate level. You know, you said that you competed against multiple Olympic gold medalists, a world champion. You know, you think about it. Those are guys that are beating the people of old. You know, uh, I'm sure that you know of, uh, uh, I can't remember how to say his name for the life of me, Swedish high jumper, Stefan Holm. Oh, yeah. You know, the, he Have holds you seen the, his training videos? Oh, they're ridiculous. Like no. he he scares me. He holds the world record for high for largest jumper to bar differential on a made yeah. attempt at five foot eleven. He's a little, he, yeah, he's a, he's a small human that is just he's a he's fucking Mario is what he is. You put <laughs> a mustache on him. What do they say? Is, yeah. What do they say? His Achilles tendon can take literally two point one tons of force and convert it into almost as much pressure or into almost as much energy coming back up. How many people can do that? He gets beat. He gets beat. The guy that beats him gets beat. And it all starts, I mean, for the most part, in track and field, you see it start at the club. And that's, you know, that's well, something that's that... Yeah. yeah, it's because there's not a lot of money in track unless you're... It's not like football or basketball. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, if I could go back in time, would I do it all over again? Yes preferably as an Iowa basketball player, just so I could go try and play overseas. Cause I would really quit. And like I started off as a walk on, but by the time I finished my career, I was six in school history with my height. I was equivalent level. I'd say like, if people ask how good we were, I'm like, I was okay. I guess I would be the guy on the basketball team. That was probably could maybe play overseas for a few years. You were, Austin, wasn't. You, you were Austin Ash. No, I, I sw- traveled and played. I played, so, <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, no, don't you dare diss Austin Ash. I love that, um, man. Yeah. I do. His threes are fun, but no, I was on the travel roster. I played, right. so I, I, have, I have some humility, but hey, uh, I was more of kinda, a... Kind of the Joe Toussaint of last year. No, I wasn't that good, because I, like, I think Joe's way better than I am, and I have high hopes oh, Joe's- I was a glue guy. I was a glue guy. I don't. I, I was slightly under what Creener probably would, because I don't think I would have gotten the MVP oh. of a Euro League. Yeah, I like I like Creener. So, I got to interview him. He's a good. He's a good guy. He likes the yeah. the Kobe Kobe eights. I think. He's a shoe uh, that he likes. I, I loved watching him play. He was. I loved him. He was. He was. He was, he was always very fun. I en- I enjoyed watching him. He did all the dirty. Play. He did all the dirty stuff. I like guys that do dirty stuff because that was the thing is. Uh, my original plan, so I went from thinking I was going to play soccer in college to then I was like, well, both my parents play college basketball. I'll try and play college basketball. But I knew it wasn't good enough to play big time. And if I made it, somehow made it D1, I'll tell you, I, Austin would have, Ash would have played more than me, that's for sure, when it comes to basketball <laughs> term. Um, I'm like, but if I have any hope, it's, I'm going to have to be like a Tayshaun Prince type, just role player, but get, oh, do man. all the grimy stuff. That was what, I love Tayshaun Prince, but um, so that's why I like guys that do all the little things that kind of go unnoticed. It's just so I'm a big Creener fan. But, um, yeah, I mean, I thought about trying to compete pro with track after, but I need a third knee surgery after my last year, and there's there's really no money in it. Um, 
a guy I competed with, my teammate, Eric Sawinski, who had an American record in a 600. He made a world indoor team, made a world outdoor team. Amazing. Uh, finished second at nationals in the 800. Um, been a competing professionally since we've been done with uh, college. But he it took him – he was managing a shoe store before he signed a deal with Nike. And he was working a full-time job and training on the side, and he was significantly better than I was. <laughs> and so that's why when I was done, I was just I was just done. But that's kind of the thing since there's no money in track. The pro guys, there's no reason really to jump. There's no it doesn't make sense to leave. So then people stay free college education, get your degree, but then so you're just getting piss pounded by pro level people. Well, you know it just it's I, like I. I mean, Derek Druin, who was a gold medalist from Canada, Canada, he jumped seven ten. He's, I think his PR seven ten and a half. Jesus, I fuck. think he jumped That's... seven eight and a half, seven eight three quarters his last year in Man. college. Jesus but fuck. I mean, your gold medalist jumping that high. I mean, that's I don't want LeBron's a goat, but whoever your top five NBA player is, can't touch it. That's just imagine they're going pro after their freshman year of college, one and done, right? Yeah. Well, just imagine if they stayed for, and they're a fourth year senior just shitting or fifth year. Cause they redshirted. Yeah. Imagine, Car- imagine Carmelo Anthony staying on five years at Syracuse kind of thing. Cause people may like to make fun of Carmelo oh now, but back in the day he was. Dude, Mello, unreal at Syracuse. Mello is the reason that I'm a Knicks fan. I owe so much to him. He, yeah. He so imagine Carmelo, five, imagine Carmelo five Anthony from fifth, fifth, his fifth year at Syracuse just staying because there wasn't enough money to go pro in NBA. So he wants to get his degree to make sure he has a communications degree for his yeah, pharmaceutical yeah. sales job. <laughs> yeah. that he might fall back on. God, I can't imagine. That. I'm glad I know you I, uh, brought that up, Graham, because we've had student athletes on here before. Like we've had Keith Duncan on here before. And he talked about the mental side of, of athletics, which I was always like fascinated about. Cause me being not very well known, I, like I don't think I would be able to handle the pressure of being, a student athlete and having people come up to me and just telling you your stats and like if say for example football like go being out and about in the monday afterwards and just people shitting on you like oh you suck you play you played a terrible game or like they have all that and and so you you brought you you talked about that and that was really interesting for me to hear about and also you're also the oldest or sorry the um the uh the most the 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 most student senior, athlete, the student athlete with the most experience of life. There we go. We'll, yeah. we'll put it that way. Um, and you can give us a perspective of post uh, post college uh, student uh, from a student athlete. Um. So would you? I guess what's the question you want me to? What it's like post? Yeah. What was it like about after college? The mental you? aspect. Um. Either mentally or even just what what you do now. Well, I guess quickly commenting on what you said, like the Monday after a loss type of thing, Keith Duncan. One, it's funny um, you reference Keith Duncan because I say high jumpers are like kickers because high jumpers are head cases too, pole vaulters. The real technical stuff, it's yeah. you know, um, so you high jumpers. And That's all you have. I was I was a punter in high school. That was my goal. I was planning on walking on to Iowa trying to as a punter, but thankfully they recruited me for high jump because I would have just probably been tackling dummy all over again. <laughs> it would have been a, a vicious circle times a loop. Um, but no, one of my buddies that was a starting receiver who didn't have a great, well, the year Iowa was nine and zero, 
um, and then lost to Northwestern nine to one, but playing Ohio State for the Big Ten championship, he, he had a few drop touchdown passes. Didn't have a great game, and being out and about after that, after the bars or walking in between the bars, just out downtown and hearing what people might say when they recognize and realize it was was absurd. I may or may not have been driving through downtown and had to jump out of my Jeep to help him while he's fighting for people because they started talking shit. Um, Thankfully he's a large human. So yeah, so it does get sucky on the mental aspect for those bigger, bigger sports, more, more attention, more ridicule. So I, that's one positive about being a sport. No one really cares too much about until you get in trouble. Then no one cares. Um, (laughs) Anyway, Facebook slideshow, but yeah, they don't know, or, you know, arrests. Um, but anyway, um, the, I guess life after, my whole thing when I was done, I knew I needed a third knee surgery. I was thinking about my meniscus torn for the third time. You know, second time torn, but I had torn it a third time. Um, knew I needed that. Um, they thought I tore my labor on my hip when my, my fifth year, my red shirt, when I came back, because I came back my fifth year from the first time I tore my um, meniscus and then found out I was torn again. And then also they thought I tore my labrum, but I didn't. It was just bad cartilage again. So I had a lot of injuries. I was just like, I remember I way underperformed. I didn't make a second round of nationals. I choked at a big meet, which was kind of a recurring theme for my college career. The best I ever did at a big meet was when I had a mild concussion because that's how much of a head case it was. I literally had to get a concussion. I performed great in PR, but uh, didn't make it a second round of nationals. But I wasn't even pissed at the time. I was just, I was so tired. And I was like, I'm just done. I'm just tired of this. I'm tired of being in pain. I'm just like, I'm ready for the next step. So the first few years, I didn't really miss track. And then I think once you get kind of past that, then it start getting a little bit older and realizing. I think the biggest thing is, I remember thinking my last year, because I, I was in so much pain because how bad my hip was, knee, everything. I was, I mean, a lot to do maybe podcast for another time if we talk about opioid abuse back in wow. the early 2010s. Because when I was in college, it was before the opioid crisis was known. And it, there's definitely a crisis going on. There is a crisis in college athletics. I always say it's kind of messed up. Um, ESPN was using the uh, Juice World song for the college football, um, like, commercial that they played wow. last year because he died yeah. of opioid overdose mm-hmm. and that is a uh, pretty prevalent thing opioids and college sports that you, people don't know about but anyway um another time we're last intrigued. year I'm, another another time another time yeah that, that could a, be an entire like that could be like a multi-hour episode 100 <laughs> oh definitely so uh and sorry my phone is literally about to die so we'll end shortly after this Can you hear me still? You got, yep. those, you got those Raycons? Yep. No, I got the JBLs, but it's starting mm. to get choppy, so I have to like click them in. Uh, phone's about ah. to die. Don't worry. We'll end on this. Um, but no, my last year of college, it was, I remember thinking, like, I can't wait till I'm kind of don't wake up in pain every day anymore. And then a few years after, once. You realize how oh, I'm still going to be wishing to be older and, and way less athletic, athletic and in shape. And then you're like, shit, well, I kind of wish I would have went harder at the, the sport wise or I kind of miss it. Because, yeah, then it's like, well, maybe I should have trained a little bit longer. At the end of the day, no, I shouldn't because I'm 
fucking I can't imagine if I would have kept going, but it's just it's you don't miss you don't even miss competing them as much. You do a little bit like the competition in the arena. I'm sure probably football, basketball miss because they're getting a lot more attention. I don't know, maybe miss that side, but I guarantee everyone misses the most. It's the locker room stuff. It's the traveling. Mm, yeah, it's it's, it's, I it's mean, the team. It, it's we're, we're at the. That's why I always say I'll never refer to anyone that was a teammate of mine in college as oh, it's a friend of mine. I always say it's a teammate because it's something different. I learned early on in college if you wanted to get a girl to dance with you, you said hey. Do you want to dance? Do you and your friend want to dance with me, my teammate, and not friend? Because when you said yeah. teammate, they always usually said yes. Uh, learned that very early. So um, play that card. As a skinny, scrawny kid that was six five, <laughs> one fifty. Play the teammate. Play the athlete card as much as you can. Because um, I always did track because I was like, you know, it's a team, and it's more than friends. It's you know, you can't say family, well, but that's like what it's was a hilarious. team. Guys would always use track as a sport um, to hit on girls at the bar because other people knew too. Like if you're at Iowa, I'm sure Iowa State's saying there's no big time, a lot of Jersey chasers. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's politically correct. I don't care. It's what it was, Jersey <laughs> chaser. So guys, so but a lot of my friends that were that were women would come up to me like, "Hey, this guy says he's on the track team, busy," and I'm, I'm like, "I have no idea who that person is." But it was always the skinny guys that were saying they were track team because you know yeah. they can't yeah. say they're, "Oh yeah, I'm a linebacker. You're you're buck sixty. What do you mean?" <laughs> uh, yeah, cross country. I'm a cross country run. Yeah. So I was usually I was the go to for my my uh, friends that were girls to make sure the guys were they actually playing sports or not, or they were the guy that got like they were on the track team for three weeks and got cut, and I'm like, "No, he got cut." So, um, <laughs> oh, absolutely yeah. cold blooded. Oh, yeah, not even yeah. about so, it. Yeah, because well, the thing is, you're not going to let people run around and talk about that because oh, no, that's, that's why we didn't team. like the hockey. Well, that and that's why we didn't like the hockey team at Iowa. They weren't an intercollegiate team, so they'd all wear their hockey gear, their club team. Yeah, and like yep. people wanted to be an intercollegiate team, but they were their they were their hockey gear to the bars and it's like you know, fucking if anytime anyone wore their letterman jacket to the bars i did one time because i wasn't planning on going to the bars and i went to go get a girl and i had my, and my one of my teammates saw me he was out and i was in my and he goes you're that guy right now seriously you're that guy and i'm just like it didn't i just i'm not even drinking i just came to pick someone up but yeah it's just you don't wear your team apparel out to drink i mean you represent it with pride you know yeah you have a little bit of respect it's kind of um, like fraternities you know, don't let you wear letters when you go drink. Yeah. Which fraternities are a whole other thing. Yeah, but it's like, they're not cool in Iowa. They weren't <laughs> cool when I was there. They're definitely not cool now. I seem to have gotten real rapey. Anyway. Uh, but, um, yeah, so the, that's the big thing is you miss the team camaraderie. And just, you know, being on the bus and you're driving 10 hours or you're playing split spades or euchre. Um, ah. I don't love know. Playing, just, love playing spades with teammates because it got so heated just, in the best way. Yeah, or you're you had a 16 hour layover in the Dallas Fort Worth. Um, uh, mm. We were on the first round of National Eugene, Oregon. We had a 16 hour layover in Dallas Fort Worth, so we're all laying on cots, hanging out. It's just we'd sit in the locker room for four hours talking about music. But that's what I miss most because the thing is, is you understand that locker room stuff you're never going to have again. I mean, we're trying to, cause I'm at the 10 year mark from last year. I competed at Iowa and we're all trying to get reunions together. And most of those guys, I legitimately haven't seen in a decade and it doesn't feel like it. It feels like it was yesterday mm. and it's just life comes at you quick. And I think that's the biggest thing as an athlete, you kind of, you get over 
than not competing because honestly you get sore. So you think I like all I think about now is popping Achilles and ACLs. Like I've played yeah. pickup here and there for the last few years. Like I'll maybe go play some basketball, but not like I used to because I don't go above the rim. But I, I uh, have more apprehension with that. Athletic endeavors. Yeah, I don't want to pop my kid. That's what happens when you get old. You don't understand. You guys are in your early twenties. You bounce back as soon as hey you man, hit that like, I, thirty plateau, and like it's just a little extra tight. You're like, no thanks. But hey, man, I used to be a that, catcher. I know exactly what it's what it's like. Yeah. I'll wake up in the morning, hop off my bed, and I just hear pop, 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 and I'm like, that was all one knee. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, my last year at Iowa, I lived with all football guys, and we joked around we're the old folks home. But that's also, again, like I said, I'll do the other podcast weeks. Everyone had tranquilized and opioids because there's seven yeah. of us. And everyone had had a surgery within the year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you miss, you just, you miss the camaraderie being in the locker room, sitting in the locker room for two, three hours after practice with ice bags on, talking about music, sports, whatever, just yeah. life. I don't know. So that's probably what I miss most because you don't ever get that again, that's for sure. Yeah, I feel that 100%. You know, going from high school, high school's probably not too too terribly different than the collegiate level. At the collegiate level, you're just a little more exposed to different things. Well, so you got a little more to talk about. That's but, I mean, it's all the same. I mean, your high school friends that you look back mm-hmm. on that you probably miss from that you haven't talked to and whatever because they went to a different school, life mm-hmm. happens, whatever it is. It is all the same. The only thing I think collegiate wise is you get a stronger bond because it's just more time dedicated to it. Mm. So you like develop I, that bond one because you're around each other more, but then it's not even, I, and again, I'm coming from a track side. I'm sure too, you, you're insulating yourself from the scrutiny of fans and all that shit when you're the big time sports, like football, basketball, whatnot. But a big, the biggest thing is just the time. Cause that's, I mean, that's what a lot of people don't understand is how much that if you honestly, We got to cut it short. Oh, there it is. Oh, no. There it is. His phone. Ah. His phone has died. His phone has died. But I think with that, it is time (laughs) to end this week's episode of Untitled Underqualified. That is a depressing ending. It's just like, that is that is the that is the most un. Untitled underqualified. Hopefully he come, he, come, he I think he will come back because I'm not sure how he was using Discord on his phone. If if you it's, aren't aware, yeah. if you aren't aware, we, we we do our episodes through Discord, and it and feels it doing, feels bad because it confuses so many people. And D- like, Discord on is mobile still on? isn't the the best with with video calls. No, the codec's insane. Like if you see the quality of his call, it was really really good. It would skip a little bit. You know, freeze, skip a little bit, you know, but for the most part, I, I liked it, but no, like Graham was saying, you know, and like I did show choir in high school, um, I was a huge nerd and, um, you know, I am still a huge nerd, but no, not happening. I just, no, <laughs> no, no cake today. No, it, it doesn't feel right for this episode. No, it really doesn't feel right. But hey, we tried. We tried, folks. Oh. But there he goes. Thank you, Graham, for being on. We need to get it back on, though, because he has a really interesting perspective. He has a lot more perspectives that we didn't get to. Um, also, Graham was, Graham was an absolute treat of a guest. Absolutely one of, I think, the top guests that we've had 
And we obviously haven't had a ton of guests. So every time I say that, you it's say that be for everybody like, though. After everybody, every I, guest. we have we have great guests. Okay, we do, we do. I agree with that. We have great guests, but you know, like I well, going back on what Graham said real quick, you know, before we end here, you know, I did show choir in high school, and it was always very important to me to you know be friends with the guys that i did show choir with and we, we legitimately like the instructor would walk in and we'd all be in just this massive pile in the middle of cuddling all of the guys the girls would be like off on the sides of the room and we'd just be in the middle just cuddling and they'd be like again and we're like yeah we were cold like what are you gonna do about it like what do you want us to do like that camaraderie is something that you just can't get back it's something that you look back on and you those are the best memories that you have. It's very rarely, you know, oh man, I made this amazing play. That was the move that made LeBron cry. No, it's usually like, oh yeah, I remember we did this, 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 it's this. And we get back to the stuff. bench. It's the stupid it's like, stuff that you do outside of the actual um or, or even just or even just what happens between you and your teammates. You know, it's like, oh, this happened and this happened. We get back to the bench and coach goes, you know, I want you guys to do this, this, this. And I go, well, what if we do this? And the team was like, yeah, let's do that. And then we just, you know, and it's like, that's a good memory because maybe you guys all came together as one entity in the middle of a, you know, a great moment. But, you know, that's the kind of thing you can't get back. And it was amazing hearing from Graham tonight, his, uh, his perspective on what it was like to be an athlete at what is the highest level of amateur sports aside from the Olympics. You know, absolutely loved hearing from him tonight. Jason, do you have any final thoughts for this short episode of the Untitled Unqualified podcast, episode 29 on Thursday, December 6th? Yes. Uh, actually, let me let me get, get to some uh, things here because we had to get going just because, uh, well, I didn't know that was that was going to happen. I, you know, I don't think any of us really knew that, that there was a, a battery. I, I forget with people on mobile that, Hey, they, they have batteries. So that we got to uh, worry about, but yes, yeah, so this is episode number 29. We had Graham Valdez on uh, uh, today. He's again, like I said, at the beginning, I, I really breeze right through rush through it. So I want to make sure I actually get it out there clearly. You know, he was a former, if you, if you, didn't pay attention for the past hour and 12 minutes or hour and 13 minutes. He was a former Iowa Hawkeyes uh, high jumper. Uh, and there were, uh, there were a couple things that were on screen that are a little bit, or uh, actually there's only really one thing that was the first overlay that we had used with the guest this season. Cause we haven't had a guest at, at all until now. Um, but Twitch had a new inter- uh, uh, goal integration now. So I put a goal down there just to follow a goal. Um, the follower goal primarily is, it's not really for me. It's more for the uh, the people that watch us. Because uh, once we get that follower goal, it, it, it opens up a lot more opportunities to interact with you guys even further. Um, which I, I'm still, I'm upset that Twitch doesn't already have that. Like, it, like you have to, it's almost like you have to prove that your people are watching you to have those, like, enabled. And, like, here's the thing, like, maybe you have, like, eight dedicated people like maybe you just have and that happens a lot with a lot of streams you have like thousands of followers uh streams or hundreds of followers streamers when they really only have the consistently like six same people going over uh watching the streams over and over again um and i wish twitch kind of rewarded those uh, those people um you know like the people that we have in chat today 
you were really like um so we're working towards that it's not really to be honest the only reason why i care about affiliate status is just to open up the the features that uh that allows uh, to for us to have with the viewers um this isn't really my channel because i don't really stream on it it's kind of more just our channel at this point so that's why it's affiliate doesn't really matter that much to me because it's 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 a group channel and but it's like my name on there it feels weird uh so it just really i don't know for me but uh also secondly sci-hot game coming up uh if you are going to the game uh please stay safe uh as much as possible especially with espn coming back the last time espn was here uh yeah, it was it was awesome, but at the same time, it was kind of messy. Not because of ESPN, but be, after the game, it was a little bit messy for what happened. So, and, I mean, if you're talking about the band thing, that turned out to be literally nothing. Well, I'm not going to say it's literally nothing because I don't know the the actual details. Maybe you what do. Was it? They determined they determined that like things were just getting thrown around, and they ended up in the crowd or in the band. Here's what I what and I and then was... the band ended up knocking into themselves, and they obviously that obviously that should be investigated as you know was it an accident was it on purpose and you should always treat it as it was on purpose until you can prove that it was an accident. I agree with garbage heap here. Go cyclones. But the 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 thing that I know about it is like honestly, I, none of that really would have happened if um the band if went we out the correct have... entrance. Or exit, oh, that all, that too. Exit. That too. Goddamn. That, so yeah, I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna completely absolve the band though of any of or or blame the band too because if I won't if I they, won't blame if, the band at all, but the band director needs to. Like, if if these the the claims you know I'm 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 one of those people that's like if if uh, claims of sexual assault happen you know you have to really look into it like really really look into it if those actually did happen. Um, by actual Cyclone fans. You, you're just not hearing about this? I didn't hear sexual assault. I just heard assault. No, there are sexual assaults. That's what I heard. Like, oh, I've ne- literally never heard about yeah, that. Yeah, I heard there were sexual assaults. Oh, no, I... And I, I, no, I had not heard anything about that. And I'm... And, at all. You know, I, that's why I want to clarify when I said, like, this wouldn't have happened if the band went out the correct entrance. I'm not saying that if they did went out the, go out the correct entrance that, you know, oh, this is... You know everything's fine and dandy. No, like I'm gonna blame the. It was it was allegedly Cyclone uh, people did that, um, and I'm also gonna tear them down too. I'm gonna say that hey, that it, you know there's no there's no excuse for that. So what if the band without the 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 wrong exit? Like you're you that doesn't give you permission to do that. Like no, like yeah. it's horrible. Um, so hopefully hopefully everybody. I'm just hoping everybody behaves the, this year. Um. And we're here to have a good time, you know. The, all the trash talk that happens, I've tried to stay off Twitter this week just because. Yeah, this, yeah, I'm not. I, it kind of brings me down seeing. I get it. It's all like you know, shit talk and everything like that. But it took it, two quote tweets to be blocked by Sam. It gets to the point where with Cyhawk right now, I mean, it wasn't this bad last year. It wasn't this bad, or it was sorry, not last year. The last time it wasn't this bad. The last time. And it wasn't this bad the year before either, but it, it just feels like it's getting worse and worse and more personal attacks are going up, are going off and everything like that. Like, come on. Like, learn how to actually troll and insult people without actually 
or like playfully insult them like you verb like don't don't actually attack their own personal lives and everything like that and, and make fun of make fun of sexual assaults or, or god forbid because th- this week is it could, this game's gonna be held on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 make a fucking 9-11 joke about it like jesus what the fuck's wrong with you i'm sorry i'm, I'm swearing but my i'm serious like what is wrong with you to, to make so i don't know i it it, it I just want people to be safe and have a good time. The Cyhawk rivalry in recent years has been slowly getting toxic, more toxic than ever. I compared to four years ago when I first went to my first Cyhawk game, you know, everybody was having a really good time and, you know, both fan bases were coming together. I know you're on Twitter and you're probably not listening to me, but, you know, both fan bases were coming together. No, I was texting Graham. Oh. I was messaging Graham. Oh, I apologize for for making any accusations on you, um, but I, I just I just I want to return to I that. I do agree. I want to I return to that camaraderie. We need to keep it clean. We need to keep it a little bit cleaner. We need to have a little more respect. At the same time, uh, let's have some good trash talk. Some good trash talk. The you suck. We we're better. It, it it's played out. It's old. Find something better. Come on, man. Yeah, good trash talk. We're at a point where like. Both both fan bases both it's it's both fan bases. They need to learn to be able to dishes out properly, and they also need to learn how to take it properly. Not just also oh. we still have two and a third years left before we can make nine eleven jokes. This needs to be remembered by everybody. Okay, I don't make the rules. Okay, I'm missing Follow. the reference here. South Park. Oh, twenty two and a. Th- 22 and a third years. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You are correct. 22 and a third years. And then I legitimately will start making 9-11 jokes that are tasteful. I won't be all like something about like, oh, that went down worse than the twin or harder than the twin towers because that's played out. It's old. It's tasteless at this point, you know, but like, you know, if you can make a tasteful joke at that point, it'll be like, hey, man, look, it's been a while. All right. 22 and a third years. Sorry. It's a cult. It's a cultural thing, and I believe that it's a good cultural thing because that means we can grow from pain and suffering. Not so much suffering, but we can grow. We can grow from tragedy, and we can learn to become a better nation because of it. We've already built the Freedom Tower. We're working on Two World Trade Center. Now that one's done, you know, we're going to build up the entire complex again, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be beautiful, but if we've you still got to wait a little bit. If you haven't been there, um, I got really lucky for when I went to New York. They were offering free admission, but then again, at the time, the Freedom Tower wasn't complete yet. They were putting the glass. It was closed when I went. They were putting the glass up. They were were in the process of putting the glass on the tower, and there was uh, the actual, um, what's that, like, basement area of the museum? There's, like, a basement area where they they hold a lot of 9-11 memorabilia, uh, like beams and everything. No, I didn't. I know, I know what you what you're talking yeah, about. That wasn't uh, that wasn't even complete yet when I went there, but still, it was it was a the free... museum is the museum is sick. Yeah, I I got there. Um, we 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 just got lucky. They were offering free admission. We went there, and even in, in its complete in, or incomplete state, it was um, it was. I, I don't have any words for it. I just just go. Just just if you have a chance. It's really it's well worth seeing. It's it's amazing to it's amazing to see what what they've done with the complex, but it's also surreal to see actual artifacts from that 
horrible day. Horrible day. To it, see the to see the waterfalls, to see a pile of rubble, to see the beams, to see. Sorry, my girlfriend's in chat right now, and she's trying to get me to show my cake. But we've had this actually serious episode today, so we're not showing cake. Yeah, hate to see it. Next week we'll be back to making shitty jokes and me interrupting Jason every fourth sentence. Um, third, maybe third if we're having a really good time. Oh. but um. Uh, no, and like I'm somebody who absolutely loves New York. I adore the city of New York. And it's a city that like genuinely you look at it and you're like, this I owe we you will, extra cake we will. We, next we, week. We, All we right. promise. We promise. All right. Okay. But like 9-11 shouldn't be something that we look back on and we try to protect. It's something that we should look back on and we should try to grow from. Something that we should try to better ourselves as a country from. Something that we should, you know, look back on and be like, that was a turning point in our history. You know, not, oh man, that was a horrible, horrible moment. Because in reality, it shouldn't end up a horrible, horrible moment in history. It should be, end up a moment that allows us to grow, to be so much more than we were beforehand. And that's with anything like that as with anything the derecho that happened last summer you know hurricane katrina new orleans has grown so much since then and you know hurricane ida just coming and destroying louisiana again you know they can't catch a yeah, break luckily luckily new orleans is not nearly as bad this time because it what it hit as a category four and then immediately dropped down to a tropical storm that's okay i i want to briefly mention you you mentioned katrina i, I want to briefly talk about you know with how 9-11 happened you know i went to new york two years after 9-11 happened um i was at that point i was too young to really understand what had happened like you know i didn't i didn't when i went to new york i was i believe i was like four years old four mm. five years old i i hadn't even started kindergarten yet i barely remember going to new york that time but i do remember that the uh, Statue of Liberty was closed. When we tried to go to Statue of Liberty, it was closed. I didn't understand why until, like, I came back actually home home. And we're like, oh, they said, you know, 9-11. And then I started learning about 9-11 in school. So, uh, and then there, with Katrina, that happened in 05. I went to Louisiana, I want to say three years later. and The shittiest timing, huh? <laughs> holy, but here's the thing. Like, it was, it's, a, it's. It's these images that you see, you know, you could hear about all of these things happening. You could see it on the news and everything, but it's not until you actually go there and see. This is three years after. This is three years after Katrina, and you can see Louisiana and specifically New Orleans still rebuilding. There are houses, yeah. there's debris from houses that still hadn't been cleaned up three years later. Those things are just, you know, I don't, I don't forget those things, yeah. so... No, it, natural disasters like that are way, way harder to recover from than, you know, something that I would argue is we could consider contained. Like, uh, like uh, 9-11 was very contained. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Plane crashed into the Pentagon. All right. It, it took out one side. That's one side of a five-sided building. In a reality, very, very large five-sided building, by the way. Yes, and stupidly large. Yes. Okay. I got. I've seen it in person. It is 
you never understand the scale until you see it in person. It's literally miles long. People will take their lunch break. They get like an hour lunch break typically. And they'll oh, just walk cool. around it multiple times for, to get miles in. Right? That's nuts. But that's pretty contained. Okay, the World Trade Centers wasn't as contained as that. However, the entire seven World Trade Center complex was what ended up being taken down. Well, not the entire thing, but uh, like three, uh, three, three and a half of the buildings of the yeah, yeah, something like that. And like overall, that's easier. That's easier cleaned up than an entire city that wasn't targeted. You know, so like, you know, that's the kind of thing. Also, like I said to my girlfriend in chat, today is uh, September 9th, a day oh, that it is means nine. a lot to me. So it is a uh, nine nine day. For those of you that are fans of uh, Andy Samberg, Terry Crews, uh, I don't remember the guy that plays Captain Holt, but yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Nine Nine, one of my favorite, one of my favorite comedies. Love that. Watch that with my girlfriend. Such a great show. But with that, I think that it is time to end today's episode. Thank you again to our special guest Graham Valdez for showing up. Uh, you know, learning new technology tonight to help us out and give us some perspective on being a division one athlete, especially as a small, uh, you know, he was a, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say small town, but you know, a relatively small town kid, you know, that, you know, like me had aspirations to play sports at a higher level. And then he actually managed to do it. Unlike me, when you only jump five foot eight in high jump, you're not going to, you're not going <laughs> shit. Hell, I, I shouldn't have been on a high school varsity team. But I, I could say that about me with tennis too. We'll try to get Graham back on again though, because he has a very interesting perspective on another a lot of darker things. side of, of, of college athletics that would definitely seem like, you know you you should probably listen to that because anytime that we can hear anything be behind the scenes I'm I'm invested. I could I could I can also say that for Skeet Up. We're invested on behind the scenes stuff and learning about what's that stuff. Oh, something yeah, I like love, this. I love, to, I love talking about stuff like that. Something it's, like it's this great. is 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 going to be a big episode for us. Oh, yeah. It, so if he ever comes back on, hopefully we'll try to get him back on again sometime. Uh, we would love we we would love to hear it from that. But with that, uh, you can find us. My girlfriend's already calling me. On Discord, goodness, no, thank you. Um, so, with that, I would like to say you can find us on any platform. Uh, live every Thursday night at twi- uh, nine thirty PM Central Time at Twitch.tv/slash CrunchBar33. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, uh, Amazon, whatever platform you listen to your podcast to, you'll find us there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Untitled Unqualified Podcast, and with that, roll clones. Roll credits. Everybody stay safe. We hope to see you next week again. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.